Hey guys, how are you? It's Paul here with Chop Shop Sports, and I just want to welcome you back. It's been a long time since I've done a podcast. Since any of us have done a podcast, really, content has been lacking. It's been a super busy April, May, June thus far, but we're back, dedicated to creating more content and doing what I really like to do, and that's talking sports, giving my takes on sports, and with playoff basketball, playoff hockey, and baseball starting up, there's too much stuff going on to not talk about what's going on. And in, in my time off, I've still been watching lots of sports. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts, and that's kind of what is encouraging me to restart. A lot of the podcasts aren't great. You know, when I first started doing this, I did a thousand takes, made sure every word I said was pronounced perfectly. The audio was good, this and that. And I've listened to some ESPN podcasts that are horrible quality. Um, the content's good, and, and that's what makes the shows I listen to, regardless of how it sounds or the mistakes that are made. The content's good. And, and when Chop Chop Sports you know, was started, content is king. It was, was the motto in I firmly believe that if what I say is good, if my takes are good, people will listen and, and you'll want to engage. I, I still get a lot of messages on Instagram. Hey, when's the next post coming out? Um, so I'm back. I'm committed to doing more podcasts, more posts. Uh, it's it's just too much fun to, to sit out on the sidelines on this. And one of the things from these podcasts that I've taken away is the best ones are roughly the same time limit. Obviously, <clears throat> getting it to be the exact minute, whatever. Um, I don't do ads, so just quite frankly, I don't have enough people listening to do ads. If I had thousands and thousands of people, absolutely ads will come. But until that time comes, <clears throat> not enough people for it to be worth my time, your time, either or. But doing it in roughly the same amount of time, so 15 minutes will be my goal on most podcasts. Um, today's will probably be a little bit shorter and today's is simply just about the Instagram post that's coming online, uh, depending on when this gets released versus when I decide to upload the, this will probably be released first, but title, what I missed in sports. This is maybe a, a week, week and a half long overview and just a lot of wacky things going on. And we'll, we'll start with the most recent. And that's the LeBron James no handshake that got glossed over by some media. Some media folk are upset. Here's the thing with LeBron James. He is too good to be concerned about what people on the outside think. And I know Isaiah Thomas, after the last dance, the handshake became this big deal, and this is not the same thing. This is not your dad's NBA. This isn't the only time these guys are going to see each other. Um, I I didn't watch the end of the game. I know I saw game five. I was a little irritated by the game five walk-off. Um, it reminded me of the Clay Thompson talking trash and then walking off and not shaking hands. I think game six 
when they lost the NBA Finals to look to the King a couple years back, and it it looked in Game Five like it was a little bit of poor sportsmanship because he walked off by himself. LeBron was probably going to get treatment. They were. <clears throat> that's that's probably what was going to happen. So kind of gave him a pass. It was Game Five, expecting him to be geared up, ready for Game Six. That that's my thought was when I watched him go to the locker room in Game Five. Game six comes. I, I didn't watch the end of the game, so I didn't see this until I saw it maybe on first take. But every Instagram post I saw was LeBron D-Book and the jersey swap or the jersey gifting. Because something tells me LeBron didn't want Devin Booker's jersey. And, and that's what it is. The Devin Booker got LeBron James's jersey. Anybody that LeBron wanted to talk to, he was teammates with. A lot of those guys, uh, at one point or another, uh, or worked out with them in the offseason and whatnot. So he gives them a book of the jersey. He probably daps up some of the guys uh, from Phoenix there. Wish them good luck. Not that he really cares who wins the NBA playoffs. Um, he's probably rooting for Phoenix so his boy Chris Paul can win a title. And another thing, he, he probably went out to dinner with Chris Paul after the game. I think some people in the media wanted to make it a big deal. One of the excuses I heard was LeBron hasn't lost in the first. So that's not an acceptable excuse. Um, he's lost enough to know. You shake hands. You wish them luck. But in today's era, it's not as big of a deal. This is the social media, off-season workouts. It's okay. Uh, I don't encourage that. I don't think that that's a trend that should continue. But when you're the face of the league, you're the best player, um, I think – I think it, 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 it's not as big of a deal as they're going to make it. LeBron should have shaken hands. That's not the question. He absolutely should have. He didn't. But for all of what LeBron has done and hasn't done, that's not something to crucify him over. He did the right thing. He gave Devin Booker the jersey. He had dinner with Chris Paul. Move on. I also thought his post-game press conference was good. Um, I thought when – I thought – so I know I've heard a little rumblings of the he's too focused on his movie, blah, blah, blah. But if you watch the interview, he got asked if he was playing in the Olympics. He gave all the right answers post-game. We lost. We need to be better, this and that. And then somebody asked him about the Olympics. That's when he talked about his movie. He, that movie's going to be great for a generation of kids. I know I loved Space Jam when I was younger. And if you've seen Space Jam and you're over the age of 16 and think it's a good movie... You're showing why it's important for the kids to have it. Because it's terrible. Moving on. Dirty hits have been the talk of the NHL. I, I've told you, I've been saying this since it started. Since the NHL came back, watch hockey. It's the best sport. It has moved to number one on my favorite sports list. And I haven't played hockey. I didn't play. I stopped playing hockey when I was like eight to play basketball, baseball, and football. Um, it is my favorite sport to watch and the playoffs are proving it. We saw Kadri from the avalanche get a eight game suspension from in game two, um, from the first round that he's still currently serving for a high hit. I mean, that was clear and I love how the NHL does it. They look at the offense and if you've been following, it goes back to Brian Wilson with the Rangers. Now, 
you look at the hit and what Brian Wilson did maybe a borderline dirty because he's Brian Wilson. But I watched the Panthers lightning game the next day. The exact same thing happened once or twice. So what Brian Wilson did wasn't that bad. Rangers were just butthurt that they were eliminated and it's one of their star players and they hate Brian Wilson like everybody else. So they fought the next game as they should have. But Kadri suspended. That hit was high. It was dirty. It was open ice. 100% get that hit out of the game. Lay him out, but don't throw a high shoulder to the to the head. Um, you can still make that big hit and not make it dangerous. And then you look. He's a repeat offender. He's been suspended multiple times. Eight games upheld by Gary Bettman. Makes sense. No, I don't think anybody there is upset. Then you had, I think, Ryan Reeves suspended for pulling hair in game one of that series. Like, okay, get get that out of the game. Then you got the hit in game one of the Jets and Montreal. Mark Shuffley, um, that hit was close. And it's a a tough one. Um, When you look at the whole... You look at the whole situation, it looks worse. You know, he got a a penalty, he was in the box, he was frustrated. Don't remember if that was the guy who he had the scuffle with where he ended up in the box. I don't remember. But you're making a play at the end of the game. And the Canadians players... Jake Evans needs to be a little bit more aware. Um... You're going into on the road to steal game one. You shouldn't be lazily done. That's like a receiver running a soft route over the middle of the field. The quarterback throwing it your way and you get laid out. Um, Is it fair? No. Is it a great hit? And if Jake Evans doesn't lay on the ground and have to be carried off, do we care? Do we think that's a dirty hit? No. So that's, I don't think somebody's, the actions of the results of somebody's actions in sports should automatically make them guilty. Like that hit was hard. It was high. It was fast. It was at the end of the game. But if that's the same hit in the first period and Jake Evans pops right back up, do we care? No. Um, and, and it's it sounds rude. It sounds it sounds harsh. Sounds mean. But I don't think he deserved a suspension. The five-minute major, maybe the game misconduct, whatever. Cool, cool, cool. But now you're really throwing a wrench into this series by suspending somebody for making a hard and fast play. And we all, if you've played sports, you know what type of hit that was. That was, I can get away with doing something borderline dirty because it's semi in the play. Realistically, yeah. Yeah, he, he could have. He absolutely, Shoffley absolutely could have. Uh, Slow it up and just let the goal score. He had no shot of stopping that goal. But it's playoff hockey, man. This isn't the NBA. They're not going to let him go on a fast break dunk. That's what makes hockey so much better. If you haven't watched any playoff hockey, please do. You got guys cussing at each other, hitting each other, throwing punches after plays. No penalties. It's awesome. One last one last uh, piece. Nikolai Elhurst. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Blocking off all the players to protect Jake Evans. I think that's – or Jack Evans. Sorry, I've been mispronouncing the name. You got – obviously, gets laid out. Everybody's going to fight. 
he was protecting everybody from hitting Evans, so Evans didn't get more injured. Huge props to you, man. Um, I know you've got a lot of fans already. Add Chop Shop Sports to the list of fans for you. Good luck the rest of the series. Last quick talking point. We're at the 12-minute mark here. Last talking point, Julio Jones. Chop Shop Sports, big football. We love football. That's why we've been so quiet. Football is is because none of you guys care about hockey. I wish you did. Julio Jones, his trade situation. So Dan Levitard told one of the people I listen to when he's not giving political takes the entire show. Um, I love Stu Gotts' reaction. He's just like, all right, whatever. Um, when he's not giving political takes, I really like listening to him. And this was one of his takes. Was he was talking about the journalism with Shannon Sharp and the ethics behind the phone call. So if, if you didn't know and you're a football fan, if you don't know what happened, Shannon Sharp on... His television show called Julio Jones live on the air didn't tell him, he, supposedly didn't tell him he was on the air and asked him his future in Atlanta and Julio said he wanted out, which we've all known and whatever. And Levitard's frustration is that Julio didn't know and that it's unethical journalism and that this hurt the Atlanta Falcons franchise, this and that. Well, here's, here's the thing. Player loyalty era is done. Um, if a player wants out, it, it's a it's a double-edged sword. And I have something with Damian Lillard on that. Or Steph Curry. Uh, I have something that will probably be another post. Uh, so I won't get into it now. But the same thoughts with Steph Curry. Julio Jones has given his career. Been there probably eight, nine years now. Falcons haven't won anything. He wants out. The Falcons won't let him out unless... They get a couple picks in return. Well, here's here's the kicker right now. They don't have the cap space to sign their current draft picks that they have until they move Julio Jones. They need to move Julio Jones. All he's doing is expediting the process. Yeah, the Falcons won't have as much leverage because they can't say, well, this is our hometown guy. This is our guy. This is the face of our franchise. They can't say that anymore because Julio has made it clear. He wants out. Get him out. Uh, Tennessee seems to be the landing spot. Um, I hope it's not Seattle. Seattle doesn't need them. Tennessee would actually probably be the best fit for the Patriots. Patriots, I mean, you can't ever go wrong having more wide receivers. But I think giving Ryan Tannehill a Julio Jones would be the best receiver that uh, Ryan Tannehill ever had. He might be able to be competitive in the in the uh, AFC. I think the Raiders could make a splash, get Julio Jones, and hey, Aaron Rodgers. You want to throw the football to Julio Jones? So we'll see what happens there. But I just want to give a quick, couple quick opinions on what you may have missed over the last week, last 10 days in sports. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for sticking with us in our down period. And we will get you more content. Probably Sundays will probably be an off day, at least from the podcast. But until then, thanks for tuning in. And as always, follow us on Chop Shop Sports on Instagram and Chop Shop Bets. I think Chop Shop Sports 1 on Twitter. Try to get that more active. Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon.